Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Behind the Journey. This is the show of myself and Sam Spencer discuss all the things going on my business journey. And today I announce our first public deal. I'm at my So the grand reveal, it has taken a reasonably long time to do this. This is what I would call my second biggest deal that we've got over the line. First one is T-minus, I'd say, two weeks. Um, this is a this is the big one. And um, this I want to tell you the process of how this happened. And then I'll tell you why it's a big deal. So there's a large accountancy practice um, that's a client of ours um, from the top top 20 in the UK, um, pretty big, owned by uh, a group of directors, about seven, eight of them. And I would say they're one of the, the greatest run companies I've ever seen in terms of their structure, in terms of uh, their marketing operation, in terms of uh, how they've grown the business. It's uh, almost an absolute pleasure to, to look at. Um, around about two months ago, uh, three months ago, they launched a law firm. Um, and I spoke to their new lawyer and I said to him, you know, how did the deal take place? And he basically said that he went up to the MD and said, let's start a law firm and call it 50-50. And they started a law firm. And I, I was kind of like, is that it? He's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, okay, I like this. Then he told me how good in terms of recruit, in terms of like the, um, the fees were, because what essentially happened was all their legal fees went from using external solicitors to using his now owned legal firm. So instantly overnight, this firm went from being you know, a startup to being a heavily profitable legal firm. And it got me thinking. And this conversation happened over a weird networking dinner. And I got on really well with the legal guys, absolute legend. And it opened up a whole new conversation for me. If this brand of accountancy practice has 14 branches across the UK, what else do they need? And what else do I need? So I have a tier one, tier two, and tier three list of businesses I want to invest or own in uh, written down uh, on, a, on a computer that I glaze at whenever an opportunity comes in. Tier one, accountants, marketing, solicitors, and recruitment. Now, out of those four, what don't they have? They don't have marketing, they don't have accountants, or they do have accountants, sorry, and they also have solicitors, which leaves the only two they don't have, which is marketing and recruitment. Now, I'm not going to start a marketing firm, am I, because I have a marketing firm. So I went for a, uh, a marketing meeting with the senior team and also the MD just to review the year we had and got the new contract over the line and signed another 12 months with the, with the company. Great news. I said, if you don't mind, can I have a quick chat with the, the MD? Of which they said, yeah, no problem at all. So everyone left the meeting and I sat there with the MD. And I said, and some things I'm going to have to bleep out for obvious, obvious reasons, but I said, how much do you currently spend on recruitment fees? And he said, X, which is a 100,000 number. And I said, if I could give you half of that and do all your recruitment, would you do that? And he said, well, yeah, obviously. And I went, let's start a recruitment firm then. And the moment I said that, his eyes widened. He was like, this sounds really cool. Um, and I said, look, the reason I'm coming to you over everyone else is because I am absolutely in awe of how you've grown this firm, how you've grown from what is a smaller practice to one of the market leaders in accountancy doing what you do um, with your head office in Lincoln and operationally you know, in London, Brighton, Manchester, you name it, they're pretty much there. And he said, well, yeah, I'm interested. Um, all I ever do is 50-50 deals. And I said, cool, let's do a 50-50 deal then. Um, 
and he goes, find a recruiter. So I jumped onto LinkedIn, uh, found a lad. Um, he came in, seemed like a good egg, put him in front of the MD. We thought, yep, good, um, sharp lad. Went to find another guy, um, found him. He actually, the way I found this recruiter is he sent me a CV with a, for a PPC manager, which is a really, really good PPC manager. And I thought, no one's finding these people in Lincoln. Like, why has this guy got him? Um, so I pulled him in. And he was like, yep, yeah, I'm absolutely down. He said, I've seen some of your content. I really like what you're about. I'd love to, be, to kind of do a business, do business with you. Brought him in front of the MD. He absolutely loved it, loved it. We negotiated terms. And within that conversation, I would say within two weeks, we had found, maybe three weeks, we had found our MD. We have agreed terms. We had agreed investment. And uh, as of last week, um, Brad signed the contract to start the business. Um, that was going to be a question I was about to ask. It's you and Brad, I assume, rather than yes, just yourself. Yeah, so we... Um, it's done through our, our company called Featured, which is basically the same shareholdings as Distract, but in another company. Uh, and that's our uh, like investment arm. Um, and it's done. And on Tuesday, um, funny, here's a funny one for you. This is actually, I don't know how confidential this is, but we'll go with it. So basically, when we're discussing terms of the contract, we've got our main man, Arzam, who's, who's our does everything legal, legal for us. He's an absolute legend. And they've got their, obviously, their in-house legal company now. So they're kind of negotiating terms and stuff. And... <laughs> conversation came it said something along the lines of i'm gonna have to bleep past this out it said um my client which is obviously them has x million pounds ready to invest in this business which was like it was like stupid millions right i assume your client has the same and i just <laughs> read the email i just fucking laughed i was like so then Arthur just didn't reply to that section <laughs> like because like, it's just the, the numbers they're talking are so stupid but they're a massive massive firm and it's absolutely like an honor to be working with them and you know when it comes to how we got that over the line how we got that deal over the line you know the, the crazy thing is for me is that I'm so proud that I even asked the question. Like, I'm so proud I even had the thought. Like, most people would have gone, yeah, that would have been really cool. And they'd have, like, scurved away from it. Well, yeah, I suppose it, it probably puts, well, I assume it could probably put, potentially put a bit of stress on your relationship as a marketing agency to a, um, accountants, like you doing their marketing, if, let's say, your side project isn't doing what it should be doing to start off with. Like, I assume that there are going to be some barriers. There'll be some, but it's, it's, it's completely, utterly dedicated as a side project. Like, it's, it's completely separate for us. The, their ownership is the same, but we're chucking cash in, they're chucking cash in, we're putting time in, they're putting time in. Um, I genuinely think, you know, on the record, that this could be bigger than Distract. Like, you know, instantly you've got the largest accountants, one of the largest accountants is recruitment firms, instantly. Then you take Distract's recruitment, and then here's where it gets interesting, all the other deals I've got lined up, they all get all the recruitment of them as well. So, you know, I think we can do really, really well. And the guy that is the MD is the, um, a London. He's from London. He's a headhunter in London. So he's been doing this game for ten years. Like he knows the game inside out. He'll be working in our office. So you'll probably see him like on the content and stuff. Um, but it's a, it's one of those moves where, you know, I've, and it's happened my whole life where if you don't ask, you don't get. And far too many people would have bottled the ask. They'd have, you know, they wouldn't have gone and said, oh, can I speak to the MD? And then put on the table. They'd have just not ever, ever even asked. And I remember before I asked, I actually said to Brad, I've got this weird idea of doing this thing with these guys. And to which Brad goes, that ain't going to happen, Pete. And I said, well, do you mind if I ask? He's like, no, you ask away. So I asked, and it was like the fastest yes I've ever heard. Well, what's the worst that can happen if you do ask? They would just be like, sorry, Pete, mate, we're... We're happy to spend in what we're spending, and we we're, ha we're happy being a fucking multi-million pound, you know, firm. Um, but you know, it, it's amazing, and it, it, and and for me, I said time and time again to him, I said, 
half the reason I'm doing this deal with you is just so I can learn from you, just so I can see how you grow firm, just so I can see how you operate, just so I can see things. And I'll tell you this, this is probably the most interesting part. Since that pen has been on paper, I would say it was probably Wednesday time last week, um, I've never seen anyone else work so fast in my life. As, what, as who? As him. Okay. And what I mean by that is I really expected us to sign and him go, right, this is Susie. You know, this is David. They're going to be doing the rest of this process. I'm just sat here if you need me. No. This guy's going to the bank to open a bank account with Brad. This guy is, is, is opening up zero account. This guy, you mean like this guy's speaking to his own public liability insurance? This guy's doing it all. And it made me think really, like, first lesson is people who do well move fast. Well, it's his vested interest, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's actually probably on paper more mine than anyone else's because of how the, 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 the shareholders are breaking down and stuff because they've got nine directors. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's an interesting one, but I'm really really looking forward to it. It's really exciting, um, and I, you know, and the thing, the other thing is, which is baffling to me. Two years ago, maybe a year ago, I went to a recruiter and I said, "Look, let's go start a recruiting business 50-50, Let's go." And he was like, "Oh yeah." yeah. Then he bottled it. Whereas this time round, we've I've gone to him. And he's gone, "Yeah, let's do it." And we've hired a recruiter. See what I'm saying? Like, like, it's crazy. But maybe that's the future of how you spend things. I think like it is. Because you said it before, didn't you? It's like people don't want to start something on their own, but if they get hired into something mm. new, it's, it seems different, yeah, even though yeah. it's pretty much the same, the same thing. And have you got the, um, the new managing director? Have you got him like equity in or anything, or is he just um, on a so, salary? So all recruiters get uh, bonus schemes. So there's a bonus scheme in place, and there's a, there, are, there are agreements in place considering targets and stuff. But again, you know, I'm sat there in negotiation deals, and I, you know, I've never negotiated like this before, and I'm just watching this guy negotiate with the salary and his, and, his, and his options and all this sort of stuff in front of me. I'm thinking, I've never seen this stuff before. And the amount of lessons I've had in the last two weeks of how business deals are done uh, is phenomenal. You're almost shadowing someone who's That's like, it. to like get some more advice That's and it. information. That's it. And, that, and you, when, when you're looking at a deal, that plays a big part. And when you're looking at a deal to invest in, it's like, okay, what's the potential financial upside? But what's the potential life upside? Like, what's the potential like lessons that can be learned? And I, I really believe over the next, like, you know, two, three, four, five years, there'll be a lot of lessons, you know, from this from this deal. Well, yeah, I mean, when you go for this next deal that you're going for, you now know the kind of words and the ways you can break down how much to pay someone and yeah. things like that because you just have all that information from this time around. Exactly. So it's really exciting. It launches mid-April. Um, it's focused primarily on the accountancy recruitment sector. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the place we're starting, starting off with. But, you know, it's, it's a real fun one, really exciting. So if anyone is in recruitment, <laughs> hit me up. Um, but yeah, really exciting, uh, really exciting time to be alive. And then this other one, which um, I was away last week at Centre Park. And actually, I want to say to everyone on this podcast, it was one of the best holidays I've ever been on in terms of relaxation and recuperation. Like, it's, went, a, it's a strange one because I've heard, I know you've been to like all of these exotic places. Yeah, you've been yeah. on all these mad holidays and you're like, yeah, Centre Park's in the UK, Wait, one of the best holidays I I've been on. I swear down. So it was 500 quid for the week, Monday to Friday. And every morning I went out for like an 8 a.m., 8.30 run around the lakes. There's no cars. It smells fresh. You're in the woods. Like, you list, I was listening to Justin Bieber. Like, do you know what I mean? like I'm, I'm like loving life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was so zen. And then you go out and you play a bit of, bit, bit of badminton for a couple of hours. And then maybe you go swimming. And then maybe you go play some paintball. Maybe you go on a quad bike. Whatever. And it was complete and utter refresh. And, I, and honestly, if you, it was two people, 500 quid. And the reality is, where can you go for 250 quid a person? Do you know what I mean? That isn't a dive. That isn't a dive. That is 
40 minutes down the road and you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, in the middle of like woods and woodlands. So I'm probably gonna do it like twice a year. I think it was genuinely one of the best resets I've ever had. Um, and I hate that moment of where you like go into the airport, you park up your car, you walk in a plane, you fly across, you unpack. You it takes hours. Ages, like man. Days. When like it's like 40 minutes, you drive in, you get out, you get, you're in your own like log cabin, you're making your own wood fire. Like yeah. it's just like, that is the secret. And obviously the thing to do is don't go in the kids' holidays because that'd be chaos. So I didn't do that, but that was brilliant. And yeah, um, rated it a lot. So I'd highly recommend if anyone just needs like, a quick like business getaway, 500 quid, get in our sort of cabin. Done. And when you take days off, you get infinite ideas. So what have you been your big ideas whilst you've been on holiday? Uh, whole I've new seen, take. I've, yeah, whole I've, seen, I've seen a few coming through the WhatsApp, but... Whole new take on new business. I've, I've, I've literally, like... I've got this whole new structure of marketing new business for internals. And um, a few things that Brad, Brad sprinkled on me before I went. And then did a bit of research into it. And I'm going to do a, a, a test uh, probably this week at some point with, with, a, with a contractor... Because rather than hiring someone to do a job and realizing it's the wrong fucking job, wrong hire, and you start again, I'll use the contractor for you know, two or three months, make sure it works, and then I'll hire it in. That's what I'm going to do anyway. So um, it's a whole new take on your business, which I think will be interesting. Um, what are the ins and outs of it, or, can you not, or do you not want to say? I mean, I won't, give the, I won't give the ins and I won't give the outs, but what I'll say is that every single agency I've ever seen, my friends own, anyone else own, have always grown their business in this way, and I've never done it. I've always just done branding, word of mouth, and it's grown us to where we are today. I've never ever really done any marketing per se, apart from speaking circuits. Um, and then Brad dropped bring the seed in because one of our friends is is um, going through an exit, sprinkled a seed in about how he, how he grew it, and then I've done some research and I'm like, well, you know, let's just give that a go. I mean, it would be interesting. It'll take a lot of a lot of the um, strain away from relying on things like speaking circuits, relying on things like uh, expos, because I mean, our big expo is. 27th of March or something like that and you know we're in the middle of the corona, coronavirus outbreak which you know some people think it's, it's over dramatized some people don't but the reality is the footfall will be down like the footfall will be down for that event and when you've sunk x thousand pounds into an event and you're relying on people to walk in when people aren't walking into big crowded areas or the government are closing places down I don't be really reliant on um on whether a geezer decides to get out of bed or not to get business so I'm just making sure there's other options there um, just to make sure we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're growing at the rate we need to grow at. Do you reckon this expo is still going to go ahead? I think, I, it will go, I think it will go ahead, but I think the football is going to be absolutely terrible. I think we'll be down at like 40% of what we were last year. Because I was surprised, like, not that I don't believe in the coronavirus mm-hmm. or anything, but I, I don't believe how many people are taking that seriously. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you've shown p- pictures of people who've got bomb shelters with like all of their like toilet rolls and stuff. I'm in a group chat on Facebook with what I can only describe as tinfoil hats. You know, and, and I love them to bits, but they're all into Bitcoin and tinfoil hats, right? Um, and they've all stocked up on paracetamol, ibuprofen, toilet roll. They've got cans, cans coming out the bloody ear holes. You know, like they have gone full out on it. And I, th- I think it depends on, on your on your take on it and, and what your, your real gut feel is. For me, I think let's wait until we actually see it as a real panic. You know, for me, you know, there's rumors saying China's already tailing off. Um, they'll say, well, China's got a great way of manipulating the media and it's probably not telling the real story. I'll say, well, the stats say China's telling off. Um, you know, some people would say, well, you know, Italy's got the, a huge death rate. Is that the first Western country that's actually reporting it properly? Do you know I mean like, these are all people, things people talk about? For me, I think, you know, 
let's take it day by day and just live our lives normally until we have a reason not to. Well, yeah, I was playing a hockey game on Saturday and we, we got a, like a bulk email sent around and said you're not allowed to shake the other players' hands and the umpire's hands at the end of the game. That's and, bullshit. I, and I was like, I'm not going to agree to that. You can fist like, bump. But like, that's bullshit. Well, no, it wasn't even fist bump. It's the, it's the elbow. You've got, to, like, you've got to put like touch elbows with someone because apparently even fist bumps is too much hand. Like, Isn't that the place where everyone tells them to sneeze? I'm not sure. Isn't, isn't the stat on if you want to sneeze now, sneeze in your elbow? I think that actually is legit. Because everyone's saying like outside the elbow, you touch the like, elbows to shake hands. I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to shake someone's hand. I mean, the thing is, if someone celebrates, the first thing you do is run over and high-five them or something like that. I mean, it's bullshit. Oh, at the end of the game, like, you know, I think that they did that with the Premier League as well. Like, they said that you can't, like, handshake oh, or whatever. Yeah, there was those videos going around because they were just awkwardly, like, walking past each other. And apparently, like, all the players were just laughing because they were like, what is going on right now? <laughs> it's just really... So, I mean, like, you know, is there going to be an issue probably, but let's just wait and see until it actually happens. The big issue at the moment is the stock market. The FTSE went down by about 8 9% this morning. Um, Almost as much as uh, Corona, the company. <laughs> No, but the thing is, we'll talk about that in a minute, actually. But, like, you know, for, for me, that's like, you know, we're on the cusp of recession, cusp of something going on. There's a oil war between um, Russia and Saudi. So Saudi Arabia pulled the price of oil down by 25% pretty much overnight, um, which is then going to pull Russia's price down. Only loser there is going to be America because America can't pull the price down as much as Saudi. Saudi is very cheap. It costs them, like, $5 a barrel to make, and they're selling it for, like, 40 so, you know, it's going to be a price war with oil. When any, any, anyone fucked with oil, it fucked with everything. So then the recession, then the, the FTSE goes down, that goes down, the New York Stock Exchange goes down, and then you get this, this, this uh, economic multiplier effect of people going down, and then it gets worse. So the thing to do in the moment is just to keep doing your own thing, not worry too much about things, uh, keep pushing forward. Um, interestingly enough, though, I was debating doing a deal which is a personal investment on a company, uh, which Brad wasn't going to get involved with, but I'm actually not going to do that now because I want to see what happens over the next six months. And I think if I'm thinking that, other people probably think that, and that's where you get an issue. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone stops spending money. Mm. So do you think it's definitely going to affect the usual new business in April effect? Um, the problem we have to wait to see what happens with this expo because if the expo is shit, maybe everyone's going to just hold in. You know. Um, I don't know. I have no, you know, we don't know. The, the only thing we can go on is we look at our data. We go, yeah, April's going to be a big, 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 busy month. If it's not, you know, it's fine. We just do something else. Like, I'm not romantic about the facts of, of strategies of time periods. We just change them and pivot them. Um, we'll see. I, I just don't, I don't see why when people think there's going to be like an economic crisis, why they just go more in. Like, because surely, yeah, you, want if to, you're, surely but, you want to put your head above the rest when everyone else is cutting back on their spending. If you don't, well, I completely agree with you, but the reality is, and it's easy to say when you're when you're a company with decent cash reserves, if you're not a company with decent cash reserves, you're bottling it. It's a risk, isn't it? You're, yeah. think, you're thinking, well, I've got Julie and Sam's salary to pay. Do I take that risk there as well? If I think the market's going to go down, or do I just hold this money here so I can pay their salaries two months, two months extra? These are all things people think about. Um, but this is exactly the reason where, why I've been taking stupid salaries for the last fucking four years. Just being truthful, um, because I'm not concerned. You know, I'll just do, do I do our job as we always do it. Um, some of my mates told me that the last recession, 2008, they actually grew their business, like in marketing, because people have to invest more. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. All I know is that's the that's the punchline. So, yeah, we keep doing our thing. How long have we been on this for? About 20 minutes. Cool. Um, so the other deal we've got uh, coming over the line. I'm hoping uh, I got notification last week that it's good to go. Just waiting on 
a tweak to the contract, which is um, really important because it's a, it's a legal contract, a legal, a legal profession, and um, I'm not a legal person. So if that person dies, leaves, whatever, uh, there'll be no one in the legal representative to run the company. So we've got to put a clause in that basically says, if this person dies, we have to instruct a new legal person, which is fine, it's obvious. Um, but that should be done by the end of the week, in theory. Uh, I've said two weeks because I think you know this was meant to be done two weeks ago, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, um, then then if that one's done, we've done three in January, in three in the first quarter of the year. And that's crazy considering the last year and a half has been very much hit and like shoot and miss, hasn't it? Really. Even crazy if I tell you the stat, which is we've invested more money in businesses if this deal goes through in the first quarter of January 2020 than we made in revenue in the first year of our business. That's a pretty cool stat. That's a good stat, isn't it? So, so it just shows how aggressive we're growing now and how which we're, we're going through. And, you know, it's this one is the one. This one, if this one comes through, everyone in this office would be like, fair, because it's a good one. And do you think that if you've got, let's say, I know you're, you say you're putting managing directors in place. Do you think there's anything that's going to almost sink a little bit if you do take on? So let's say you've then got three of these projects you're juggling like are there any of them going to like not get as much love as they need or is there going to be a way to balance them all out um they've all got mds they've all got experienced mds with more than five years of experience um they're all well funded um the the thing we have to focus on is that i don't lose my attention from distract well, yeah because i suppose you're still the md of distract Correct. aren't you yeah so so, so so as long as you know brad will run around and make sure everything's cookie cookie dough like opening the bank for this recruitment one i'm not even going so, you know so uh, brad and and thingy will sort that out i won't i won't make a move on it uh, i'll just keep focusing here and this is my number one goal me and brad had a conversation saying look if distract struggles i can't do those projects which i really i mean i'd love to not be md of distract and to be running around and have an md for distract and run around all of them i'd absolutely love it but the reality is distract still a young company. It's like four years old. It needs the, the loving, motherly attention to keep it going. And um, the only person that can really see if shit's hitting the fan or not is me because I've been there since day zero. Um, so if you brought someone in else in now and something started changing, they probably wouldn't know what that meant because they hadn't been in the position that I've been in for four years. So I think just a couple more years of me being here, staring at things, opening a few more ventures along the way. Um, but I think the big change for me is collaborative projects is the secret. Um, people who are already going out on their own need some cash or people that I can go to and go, let's start this. Because the notion of, hi, mate, you're a X, let's start a company just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. And I assume you're going to attach, um, attack that as featured, right? You're going to yeah. be like, featured can offer you your marketing, your X, Y, Z. Well, this is where it gets better, right? Because it's featured now own recruitment. They now own these other two. And they now own marketing. So you wait for the other two I add to it. And now it's like, we'll do everything. You've just got and it's something to just grow a business from, from everything. zero. And, you know, that means my investment can be less. Um, my initial cash investment. It means that I then control all aspects of day-to-day -day in the business. It all sounds very confusing to be fair. It's like who gets what slice of the pie? Well, like so obviously everything is. is sliced. So like, let's say, you know, I bought a company and it recruited someone. Um, they would pay the recruitment firm. I would get 50% of the recruitment fee. So the sli it gets sliced up in different ways. Um, but the reality is, you know, if I'm getting half of something, it's better than getting nothing of something, right? Um, 
it's, it's exciting time. Like I said, I, and I've been, and I feel like I've been having this conversation for about a year, and it hasn't really gone anywhere. And then all of a sudden, it's just been, um, which is really nice. The first deal is I can't be saying until about May, June time. I don't even know if I can say anything then. It's got a two-year thing on it. It's not worth it if, if it's something yeah. good. But I'll ask him. I'll ask him when it all's good and he'll, he might say yes. I'll probably bring it on the podcast. And this one, good to go. Next one. Yeah, Wait it, might, it might be worth bringing in like the MDs or the people that you're starting these businesses with to, to talk through like what the thought was, how you went. I know you've done like a brief explanation, but if you're both in a room and you both know what you can and can't say... Then yeah, it yeah. could make for a really interesting. I agree. I agree. So yes, yeah, so it's a cool time. Um, another thing, just to put out there, because I got a message from um, a guy that listens to the podcast. Because I think I said a few episodes back that there's too many deals on the table at the moment, and I'm and my attention's now focusing on these other projects which are going through. And I got another good one through uh, a week before I went away uh, in the automotive space, but I don't think I have time to be able to do that, invest in it, and run distract um so if anyone has any anyone wants to make any investments i would say between the value of 10 and fifty thousand, then just hit me up on instagram and i'll either pull everyone together or i'll just pass them through because i've got two really good ones at the moment one i don't think i'm gonna go for because of time but if i get like four other people on it then i can spread my time do you mean like it makes more sense so just hit me up if you want to get involved with any of them they're smaller investments um most are startups i haven't got going yet so they'll need a bit of like loving basically um is it yeah. going to be like another big client small client approach because obviously you've, you're signing off these quite like for what you've said quite big deals are you still with feature going to go for some of these like nice smaller i mean this is the complicated part right and this is where you know it, it gets a bit fruity because the first thing we're going to go for is professional services so everything a business needs but if a juicy one walks through you could, it'd be rude to miss it, really, wouldn't but it? it? Is, but that's the problem. That's the diamond I have in my head is that, it's, yeah, okay, it's rude to miss it, but the X thousand I was going to put into that, if a deal comes through in my tier one or tier two in the future and I can't do that because I did that, I'm a moron. Do you know what I mean? That's the problem. But at the same time, unless it, they literally happen two weeks apart, you'd kind of hope that that would be doing well enough that well, it's giving you the return to go These and ones, do that. That, nah. Yeah. They won't make a return for a year, mate. I mean, the ones that, there's one that's making profit now. It's a seven-figure business. That's, that'll make profit. But really, I mean, once you put your cash in, your time in, you're paying the guy, you're not making money for a year. You're not making money for a year. And if you are, you know, you're talking chump change. You're not talking getting your money back. The businesses take, you know, a year to two years to, to get anywhere. And then if you're just, just an investor, you're not even a an employee so definitely you can't, a long-term yeah, play a, a real long-term play but for me it's bigger than just the the investment it's, a, it's about having the infrastructure in place um but yeah i hope that kind of like gave everyone at home an insight into my thought process um of where we're at with things the current direction um i don't know for the last episode we said if we're going to cancel italy or not but obviously as everyone's probably aware we did, yeah you can see that we're not going to italy because we would be flying out today and italy's currently quarantined uh, 16 million people in the area we were going to go <laughs> can't leave so that would have been good um, it's a shame I mean I'm just hoping this whole corona thing goes away quickly and I'm hoping the economy recovers because then it'll be nice and easy again but I feel like yeah, both of those things won't happen and it'll be a warfare for two years which is always fun so yeah so, uh, there won't be any dull days there won't be any dull days there's never, there's never a dull day to be fair there's always something happening uh, which is why it was nice to go away in Centre Parks for a week. But even then, to be honest, mate, I was getting emails I had to deal with. 
Um, we, I saw you on the WhatsApp, and I, I think I just at one point just sent you a message being like, "Have a day yeah, off." Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like it's just a busy time. You know, it's just a busy time, and some things that some things Brad needs my opinion on, and so he can't sign it off. Um, and obviously, I was just so making sure this deal was going to go through as well. Do you mean like it was like it was like the time where the deal was going to get signed off, and they were they're like, "Oh, Pete, can you pop in and sign this?" I'm like, "I'm currently in Senate Park. Like, can Brad sign it? Like, yeah, Brad can sign it. I'm like, perfect. Brad will sign it. So yeah, um, back at it. Uh, got nine nine proposals out at the moment. I think it is for marketing. Nine. So yeah, I got to chase those bad boys up. Um, some really good ones. I'll tell you a nice little niche that's out, that seems to be opening up for us at the moment. It's charities, um, which is nice. I do a lot of work at charities. Um, so Tom's Tom's liking to focus on that. So it's, it's yeah, busy time. I always thought that could be like a niche that we go for because obviously we do do work with quite yeah. a few charities already. And the big ones as well. And you've got quite a good like angle to get new business from by mm. saying we already work with these charities and you guys already seem to know quite a lot about how to market charities. Yeah, so, chari- like, charities works well. The guys do a cracking job. So yeah, that's the um, that's the angle. But um, I'm really impressed with the consultant we've got on board at the moment. Um, she's the number one PPC expert in the uk she's a machine but she, the thing that i've really liked about her is her people skills i think it's probably the best term to use like she's a really really good people person and she understands the thought process people have and she's happy to sit down with like tom steph whoever it may be and be like you know what's going on like how can i help you develop your career happy to speak, obviously sit with the ppc guys and help them develop their ability but i've been really impressed now it's not when you get consultants and it's not cheap um but i was saying to brad that from a for how much it costs, which is a, it's a great deal, to the actual small things. Like if you're in the PPC department right now and you have a chance to sit down with the number one PPC person in the UK one day a week, you know you're developing yourself. You're going to gain a lot from that. Yeah, but not even that. So there's not, that's one tick, best, best staff. Second tick is retain. So, you know, if you've, got, if you've got someone who's literally going, look, I will pay thousands of pounds just to make sure you're the best person you can be, why would they leave? So people normally leave companies because they don't see any more progression it's normal normal reason so if you can show them how to develop themselves and how we're willing to invest in people and i think that's what we've done really well in the last couple of months is we've been very much focused on people's ability to develop spent a lot of money on courses a lot of money on trips a lot of money on consultants to make people better things like the skill shares we do now I'm, I'm a big fan of that um did you hear about the one on friday i didn't hear about it i knew, I knew it happening um well mike and andy were set to do theirs and as mike was traveling upstairs with his fresh PowerPoint presentation, his uh, laptop died and he hadn't saved it. So they just had to do it off books. Why would he not save it? I don't know. You would have thought that... What on earth was he doing? <laughs> that is stupid. That is yeah, actually... so they, they ended up having to do it just off, off the dome. Why would you not save a presentation? We all, we all said exactly the same thing, but at the end of the day, he didn't save it and we didn't get a that PowerPoint. That is actually really dumb. I'm actually going to go, I'm walking over to his desk and be like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, back to this... Um, that is so stupid. <laughs> back to this consultant we've got in. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed that I really like is that, like I say, she's been brought in to help out the PPC and the Google department, etc. Well, actually, no, more wider agency, to be honest. Mm. But yeah, that's the right thing. Mm. I know that last week there was a lot of one-to-one with Steph to mm. like, evidently help out whatever she's doing there's been a lot of time with you brad to actually just more business focus rather than actual client focus work so i I got her in at first to sort the help the ads team and then when you look at her resume i mean like strategy director at like the top five agencies in the uk and you think you know someone's been on the director's table for these agencies 
they're going to be able to do, you know, in a small agency like us, they'll be able to do as a world, a world of help. So, you know, it's, it'll be a waste to just have them doing one thing. Correct. So, so it's very much like, yeah, you come in and you help us and talk to us. And because, you know, we, we're, and from our own admission, you know, we're only here through, through sheer luck, I think. I think we've had a reasonable formula. But reality speaking is we're just, we're just two guys that started an agency. Keep rolling sixes. Yeah. And I think that's true. And, you know, and there's no ego or bravado about that. You know, we just seem to have done well from that point. So um, to now bring in some more structure and help development and take it to a bigger bigger business, yeah, of course I need consultants. I'm not going to be an ego about it and be like, I can do it all. I can't. So um, the problem when you've been in an agency before, well, you've never actually been in an agency before. The only agency you know is yourself. And yeah, you can ask your friend and you can go sit in their businesses, which I've done. But the reality is like you don't know the crooks of it. And I think especially being in Lincolnshire, because you don't see that much forward thinking mm. marketing, you're sat there, A, as a new agency, but B, doing very well as a new agency. So you think, have we cracked the code? Have we just done it right the first time well, around? Well, the big thing she said to us straight away is that um, your pricing model is uh, too cheap for London and Manchester and Leeds. Uh, and it's probably too expensive for Lincoln. So with that said... You're ping-ponging in like an in-between of where you should be. Well, she just said, go London, Manchester, Leeds, but uh, Nottingham. Because we're cheap to them. And I suppose it's better to write 10 proposals at X price and only have two of them come through than write 10 proposals at that price and have six of them come through. Exactly. So she was just like, you know, your pricing is actually... She, I, said, I said, I think we're too expensive. Well, and that, that's, what, that's what we keep saying. I feel like when clients don't sign, I feel like a lot of it, is like they say it's down to price. It's because they are Lincoln companies. So like, you know, a Lincoln company is a Lincoln company, unfortunately. I love them to bits, but it's a Lincoln company. They're not, they're not, they're not a London. They're not a Manchester. They're not a national. They're not an international. Whereas the companies that spend a lot with us and stay with us for a long, long period of time, where are they based? They're based in London every single day of the week. I actually ran a metric that said our longest standing clients are all outside Lincoln. Well, I, I suppose, yeah, if you guys are, coming up cheap compared to everyone else i mean the reason people don't sign here is because you're too expensive mm. whereas if you're cheap offering what you offer why would they go anywhere else exactly so so it's, yeah so it's just an interesting i mean yeah it, it sounds obvious these things but until somebody's been there done it says that you go yeah okay so yes yeah, cool time buzzing um hunted haven't got back to me yet Aww. I don't think I think I'm not on the show. To be honest, <laughs> I'm really upset. I actually I, w I, w I went on to um, like you know the four on demand mm. to watch some stuff, and I did see like the hunted thing come up, and I was like, do I watch it? Do I? And I was like, nah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> well, I did paintball in it at Senate Parts the other week, and I f I smashed it too. I'm not gonna lie to you. And you were giving it the big and saying you I was were gonna very, dominate. Honestly, I was very good. So like headshots don't count, right? No. So but. But basically, I was pinned. But everyone right. knows in Call of Duty, it's better to get yeah, a headshot. Yeah, so, so I was pinned right behind this wall. And I had two people firing me. I was like, I was like yeah, duck and dive him. And like, sh this person, girl, I don't know who it was, popped the head up to like look around. And honestly, I'm not joking, it was the great shot. I popped up and pulled just one shot straight in the head. And I ducked down again. And I was like laughing. Because obviously, it didn't count. But it was a, it was a head shot. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't matter to me. It gets some worry, doesn't it? It doesn't matter to me. If you, if you hit me. that shot, it's, it's, a, it's a warning shot, isn't it? I so. was like, boom, see you later, son. <laughs> but um, it was good fun because well, we had them pinned a lot of the time into their base. So I was just going on the back of the base and just bapping them up. I like, run down the side, run the back. Do, 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 Little done. flank. Yeah, it was good fun. But yeah, um, thanks as always, guys, for listening. Any questions, hit me up on Instagram. It's a pleasure as always. And I'll speak to you next week.